And I still believe that these problems can be solved. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. This is The Political Show. <laughs> Hey, 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 and welcome to The Political Show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better. I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gix, and with me in studio we have... Gavin Enslin. Pastor Gavin Enslin and... The Black Knight. The Black Knight, right here on The Political Show, where Christ politics is... Hot politics. Hot politics. And this week's hot politics, we are looking at one of the biggest crises... Crises. 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 I was right the first yeah. time. <laughs> In South Africa, it's like you write an exam, you write the right answer, you, scr- yeah. you, you scratch it. The out problem is multiple you repla- choice. You place it with the wrong uh, answer. Nobody yeah. likes multiple choice. <laughs> but that wasn't multiple choice. <laughs> in my mind, there was a whole lot of different pronunciations. <laughs> but we are they, speaking they say about. They can multitask. They lie. Yeah. <laughs> There's no such thing as multitasking. So it's the first woman that's admitted that. <laughs> <laughs> But we I are call it a lack of focus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are speaking about. Please don't tell my wife. She's not. This listening. is lack of focus. <laughs> this is what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> but we are speaking about politicians and electricity. And if you live in South Africa, you know that is one of the biggest situations happening right now. And I'm speaking about ESCOM. ESCOM. Yes. ESCOM is literally. Um, Do we have to speak about them again? Unfortunately, yeah, we do. I suppose because we're in the dark half the time. Yeah. Yes. You know, normally they say they keep the 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 the, the citizens in the dark. You know, in, in democracies, they normally mean that they keep information from them. So saving government took it literally. Yeah. No, but they we literally put us in the dark. But we are both literally. But that was funny. Dark. She's not even responding. <laughs> I am. I'm trying to save us from our own crises. Crisis. Yes. So I am listening to you guys. But um, yeah, that's what we're going to be speaking about. We are speaking about um, the whole ESCOM situation. But should I just give them a summary quick so that you can send that email? Yes. (laughs) She needs to send an email to my email because the the, the, no, 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 we've got a crisis here. In that, um, Kix, who's our leader. The device that she uses, which has the entire script on with all the preparation. The Madam Speaker. The Madam Speaker. (laughs) Her device is going flat. Because of ESCOM. Yes. (laughs) Let's blame ESCOM. So um, I've I've managed to power up a device with all this lack of power. Mm -hmm. And so she needs to email it to my account so she can use my account Mm -hmm. instead of, you know. But anyway, what the the situation is, is as follows. now, obviously, we've spoken about the whole um, rolling blackouts thing that's been going on in South Africa. And uh, so we, we call it load shedding. So what load shedding means is they take entire areas and they they basically put the trip switch down um, and they do it in a distributed fashion across the country so that you have an even uh, load distribution you know, across the country. And um, they bring it down because otherwise the entire grid can trip. And uh, if that happens, 
then obviously you'd have a, a nationwide blackout and we don't know how long it would take them to to get the, the grid up again so we have levels so level one means every few days you're going to lose power for two hours level two probably every second day you're going to lose power for two hours level three it gets every day level four you start going twice a day we went up to level six so let me just tell you about when we had power at my house on monday this week okay so um in, in terms of in terms of monday from midnight until uh what was it 2 13 no 4 13 in the morning we had no power so we didn't mind that one too much due to the fact that um you know um we were asleep and then again at about eight o'clock the power went down again until about 10 in the morning all right um and then the the power went down again at about four in the afternoon until about 8 30 on um you know on on uh, monday night uh and then the same was repeated on tuesday but basically in the end what i worked out we never had power for nine and a half hours out of 24. so our electricity was off for nine and a half hours out of 24. Um, then we were all very happy i think on tuesday they said um we're dropping it to level five and we don't know how long we're still going to be in level five for mm. so now we're losing about seven and a half hours of power out of 24 hours so for seven and a half hours a day your power's off and we're happy because it was nine and a half <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. Now, the, 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 the other thing also that I was just showing uh, gigs now was an article that came out in our press this morning where the members of parliament are calling for the sacking of the entire board of the company called Eskom, which is a state-owned company, which is the power utility. And um, the reason I wanted to show gigs this is because I don't agree at all. And the reason that I don't agree um, if, if you can just read out, there's, a, uh, there's, there's two lines right at the end of the article that I underlined. And this was about the, um, uh, the one cabinet minister, Pravin Gordon. Um, you know, if you can just read the paragraph before in that last one. So it says, Gordon said he was meeting with the management and board of ESCOM to implement immediate solutions to ensure the current generation fleet provided reliable electricity to the country. Okay. So now, and, and what is he the minister of the paragraph before it actually says, I've just hit a blank now. Um, the minister of industry or something. Public enterprise. Yeah, public enterprise. So Eskom falls under public enterprises. Now, what the problem is, what the problem is with um, Eskom is that they don't have enough power generation units. Mm -hmm. The Eskom board and the, the 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 engineers and that that know what they're talking about eskom have been telling the government since 1998 that we needed to start building new power stations by 2002 or the country was going to get into a huge amount of trouble so what's happened now is that exactly what the eskom board told the government mm -hmm. has come to pass yep now all these members of parliament who are the ones that are responsible because the mps the, the determine who the president is and the president de determines all of the cabinet ministers. So the MPs, the members of the former members of the Saving Parliament are all collectively responsible for the fact that our power utility is unable to build new power stations. The MPs who, who select the president 
who selects the cabinet, who runs the entire government, are responsible for the fact that when the ANC came to power in 1994, they shut down our nuclear energy program. By now we would have had, I think, an additional two nuclear power stations. In other words, the politicians have interfered and they've messed up this thing horrendously. And now a lot of the opposition parties are coming with rhetoric saying, you know, uh, this and that and the next thing. And what they're talking about is not the solution to the problem and they're lying to the people. You're not going to solve the problem quickly. And uh, the reason I asked you to read that last line with Pravin Gordon, there's a very telling thing in there. Because even now the CEO under the rate and, and, and he's starting to tell the truth now. Because I'd heard this from, from guys employed in Eskom for many years. That the government is, is messing things up. And they're forcing them to do things that, that won't work. Even with the renewables. I heard many years ago that the renewable thing's not going to work. You understand? So um, what Pravin Gordon said there is that he's meeting with them to ensure that the current generating capacity will provide adequate power. So what he's saying is we're not going to build new power stations. Now also, what I, spoke, what I, what I spoke today, you know, on Wednesday, um, about on the Situation Room, because obviously for the guys listening on Friday, this was on Wednesday, so you can go listen to the Situation Room on Wednesday. Um, there's three meetings that have been taking place in New York this week. The one is there's the the... The, the, they've called the General Assembly. Um, the other one is there's a meeting of the World Economic Forum. And the other one is the Clinton Global Initiative. All three of them are meeting now. And guess what they're discussing? Climate change. We're sitting with this mess because of the climate change poli policies. All right? Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, when, when, when you look at that and you analyze that, climate change as well as the legislation that our parliament is busy passing right now, is what has brought us to our knees in terms of power yeah. and they're saying that we must uh fire people yeah yeah so that's what we're so going to be speaking about people yeah. who are doing what they're told to do yeah yeah we must fire them yeah so we're going to be going through a timeline of um how it basically began where it basically began so it, it wasn't just we woke up one morning and load shedding that's what the show is going to be about because it is the political show it is a show where there's always hot politics so continue listening share your thoughts with us send in your questions or simply tell us what you love most about active fm on the whatsapp line 084-628-6060 radio has never been better subscribe to us on apple podcast and youtube so we are speaking about politicians and electricity, more focusing on the ESCOM crisis that we have here in South Africa. And it all started in 1994. If we can say that's where it started. It was in 1994. And I'll give you the specific date because this is the political show. We are accurate in what we say. So we, so just, want to re <laughs> we just want to reiterate, okay? Yeah. It's not the current CEO of Eskimo, the current board, that no. have caused this problem. No, The no. problem started in 1994. And that is where... So the wrong people are being blamed. Yes, yes. For the Eskimo I team. mean, if you look at the South African um, government, if I could put it that way, or those that the ruling power of South Africa and stuff like that, when there's an issue, they always tend to blame 
those that can't really do anything about the issue. If you look at the burning of the what's this? Was it the parliament, parliament. Uh, last year? It was yeah, a we random. Blame the, <laughs> we blame the homeless guy. We blame the homeless guy we and blame stuff Black like that. Not. But um, in 1994, on the 19th of August 1994, South Africa's nuclear program Can was Can I just dismantled. say, I'm really impressed by the facts that you pull out. Eh? <laughs> I'll tell you general stuff. Eh? The next thing, Cynthia comes with the exact stuff. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so uh, just Google and whatever, you'll find the things. Just don't get there. embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm really we are live. I, impressed. Uh, too much. I, I, I need to make sure my stuff is now fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Prior to the 19th of August, investigations were being done by the the what investigations are being done in terms of South Africa's nuclear program. If you go search it, they're going to speak a lot about weapons of mass destruction and all of these things. They don't really speak about the electricity part of the nuclear program and stuff. But prior to that, from about 1986 all the way through to the 19th of August 1994, there were investigations that were being done and uh, then they dismantled the South African nuclear program and we only had one, uh, what's this, power plant, which is Kuburg um, at the moment. So what are your thoughts on we that? Had, we had one of the best nuclear power programs in the world. Yes. I mean, uh, Eskom was probably, I think by many rated, the best power utility in the world. We had yeah. the best power grid in the world. Yeah. We were using far more power than what we are now. We had far more industry going. And yet we were only using about 30% of our capability. Yeah. And that included the power we were selling to neighboring countries. Yeah, mm. yeah. And at the moment, they say that Kuburg is actually um, only generating 5% of the of South Africa's uh, power. Yeah, but it's the cheapest and it's the most in, in, in uh, it's most efficient part of the grid. Yes. By yes. now, we should have had two or three other nuclear power stations. Yeah, yeah. And so the politicians have stopped it. And they've come with all this climate change nonsense and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why they, 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 they've stopped the, the building of power stations. And while China is busy building 50 new power stations at the moment, and I think they've built 500 in the last 20 years, something like that, something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, our, our guys are not allowed to build power stations. And, and now the politicians are saying the guys that, that, they've hams- that they've hamstrung, the guys that they've prevented from doing their jobs mm-hmm. are the ones who must get fired. Under the writer spoke rubbish when he first became the CEO of Eskom. He's done a road trip and he's gone and visited all the power stations and spoken to people on the ground. Now he's suddenly telling the truth. Now we must fire him. Mm. The new CEO is going to come in. Guess what? They're going to have to go and find out all the mm. stuff again. Yeah. So you're actually going to damage things if you fire the guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, can you just imagine where our nation would be if they hadn't stopped the, the nuclear power program? Yeah, I mean, we would have been very far because already we were a leading nation in terms of nuclear power and stuff. And then in 1998, so it already started in 1994 with the nuclear program being dismantled. And then 1998, um, when... Sorry, can I just do an interlude here? Yeah. Because Meghan Markle uh, compared herself to Nelson Mandela. Hectic. So if she's if she's the same as Nelson Mandela, then she's responsible for our nuclear power program. <laughs> that is hectic. No, yeah, that is very hectic. Meg, okay, <laughs> let's just leave it there. On her podcast, didn't you know? I don't listen to her podcast. Neither did I. Well, I don't really fa- follow her. No, I saw it. I saw things. it in the news. Sure, that so is it hectic. caused quite a bit of outrage in South Africa. I don't Africa. like her already because, yeah, I don't like. No, her. not if she compared herself to Mandela. I, yeah. Anyways, um, in 1998, um, Eskom then 
uh, handed in their white paper in terms of um, what needed to be done and the fact that from 1998 we needed to start building new power stations and stuff or else well they said our, our entire fleet of power stations needed to be uh, replaced by 2040 yes that's what they said and that was already in 1998 um i couldn't really find articles from 1998 but i did find an article from Root, uh, Reuters in 2015 and this is what it was titled it was titled what now what now for junk rated dinosaur escom south africa asks so they basically give a timeline they say africa's biggest utility gets junk credit rating escom's decline a worry for south africa nc ignored request for more power stations in 1998 restructuring proposals also went unheeded and it says in the dying days of apartheid the head of south africa's power utility the central pillar of the white run economy sat down with Nelson Mandela and asked him a simple question when you take office what are you going to do with ESCOM the answer from South Africa's future pre president was equally simple nothing as long as you continue to produce cheap electricity and connect more black South Africans to the grid um, what's this we do not wish to interfere with what you are doing and how you are doing it because you know the electricity business we don't then Chief Executive Ian McRae, who was in 2015, 85, recalled Mandela telling him over lunch in the, in the early 1990s. Um, however, the, two, the next two decades, uh, the basic agreement would fall apart as ESCOM failed to keep the lights on and the government. Um, the utility's sole shareholder and increasingly sorry increasingly its main source of funding waded further into the engine room and if you read through that article it basically goes to speak about how um what's this there was this plan that escom had put together in terms of if we do get these things done we won't have because we are powering more electricity uh, for more south africans and stuff like that but um we do not have the capacity so if we build the what's this the power stations and all of these things then we will we won't run out of power yeah can i just say they didn't point out that mandela said for free that they must give the people the electricity for free yeah i don't know how how was that no, gonna I don't work think, i don't think he said that he did he did no, he say with with the soweto people they were actually um they were promised free electricity i don't think that was in an official document Okay, maybe not in the document, but his campaign was but the, free but electricity um, for, for, for the black people in, in Soweto. <coughs> Especially your comrades and, and all of them. They were, obviously, they get special. So they, they promised, and why, even in Soweto, if you can actually check, they they the most owing city or town, if I can say, if I can say that in terms of yeah, ESCOM with the electricity, they don't pay, they don't pay yes. So that, that, that's why the plan yeah didn't work. and then later in 2004 that so they only started realizing in 2004 that shucks we need to start doing um what escom had spoken about in the white paper and uh that's when uh Tabombegi, uh started sorry i'll just read what they say here instead Mbegi did not give the go-ahead to um to two huge new coal fire fired power stations until 2004 
after massive costs and time overruns, neither is close to completion. And then this is what he said in 2007, when ESCOM said the, uh, say to the government, we think we must invest more in terms of electricity generation, we said no. We said it, not now, later, we were wrong, ESCOM was right, we were wrong. And this he said in late 2007. <laughs> so what are your thoughts on that? No, well, it's funny now. Now we want to fire the current board. Mm -hmm. And even now, they're not being allowed to do the things that they need to, to resolve the problem. And the reason, the reason is an ideological one. And it's uh, the, whole, the whole climate change agenda. You know, we've spoken before recently about the um, climate change bill yeah. that's on the cards here in South Africa. Um, so, you know, when you have a look at that, then, then the thing is that um, that's actually very sad. So we sign in this climate change bill. We're also agreeing with. Uh, we've also spoken about on the on 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 the political show yeah, where um, the, the with the Grootvlei power station, we've got an agreement with the uh, Kingdom of the Netherlands mm -hmm. to 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 scrap that power station with ninety with about ninety thousand people that work there, and we haven't got a new plan to to, to replace that generation capacity. Mm -hmm. So how are we signing an agreement with the Kingdom of the Netherlands? to you know they call it mothball that power station and we're already not producing enough power hmm. so they, they, they they're destroying the country people are going to die and um rich people in new york who fly jet planes and all sorts of stuff are making these decisions for us and they're hurting the people on the ground hmm. and the politicians in parliament are not telling the truth about what's really going on yeah. because half of them get wind and down by the united nations and the world economic forum yeah that's yeah. my opinion sorry no it's okay mm -hmm. and then in 2015 uh independent energy expert chris yellen said the vision outlined in 1998 was too far-sighted for the ideologies within the anc within the south african communist party and within the labor movement we uh, we never implemented the government policy and so we are stuck with an old apartheid dinosaur that has not moved with the times so the next the next issue was 1998 the fact that they didn't go how with can they call it an old apartheid dinosaur <laughs> i mean obviously they, they no, this is rooters they're not a south african the the, <laughs> the, the, the the current dispensation inherited one of the best power utilities in the world yeah okay but the other thing is it's not just the anc because you mentioned earlier the power program the nuclear power program yeah they started investigating in 1986. Yeah. And that culminated in 1994 when they scrapped the program. Yeah. So they started under the National Party. Yeah. So both the National Party and the ANC are responsible for this. Yeah. And the fact is the people on the ground at Eskom who've been trying to do the work have been seriously, seriously hampered by the political class. Yeah. And the politicians are just trying to make money because if you create a crisis, then you can make money out of trying to fix the crisis. Am I, am I wrong? No. Nope. Nope. And then uh, in 2002, the steel industry started getting power outages. So up until 2002, we didn't really, well, the government knew that there was an issue. Politicians knew, those that worked with ESCOM and all of these knew that there was an issue with the, what's this, the power and, and, and stuff like that. And then the steel industry then started um, getting power outages in 2002 it wasn't really in the headlines you didn't really know about it unless you worked within the industry and and stuff like that and then in 2008 that was and, the and beginning now, and now we don't have a steel industry yeah we know we don't. I, I don't I don't even know if there's any steel manufacturing that's still taking place across South Africa 
Manufacturing, no. I don't think so. I haven't heard. But I know we do have steel companies, but no, no, in no. terms of manufacturing, they're importing. yeah, importing. They're importing. Yeah. We used to produce our own steel. We used to export steel. Mm. And then six years later, 2008, that was the beginning of load shedding. A national electricity emergency was declared on the 24th of January, 2008. Already late 2007, we started, um, we started getting a bit of load shedding, but it wasn't that hectic. But we officially started the load shedding on the 24th of January, 2008. And if you go through, um, if you go through ESCOM's website, they actually give you a timeline from 2000 all the way through to 2012, how everything just deteriorated. Obviously, that wasn't their aim. They were just giving updates of what was happening. Like when you go into the World Health uh, Organization's website, they give you a timeline of what's happening. And if you read it with understanding, you're like, but you guys keep contradicting yourself. It's the same thing with the ESCOM uh, situation. From 2000 already, they knew, well, from 1998, but from 2000 already, that's when they started experiencing um, the huge problems with the, what's this, the power stations and with the electricity within the country. So what are your thoughts on, on that? We'll start with Pastor Gavin and then Black Knight. No, well, as I said, um, the, the, the problems being caused by the politicians and um, the problems also being caused by the United Nations. Uh, you know, uh, our, our president went to meet with the President of America on Friday and Saturday. And the President of America has been telling South Africa, along with the, the government of the UK, government of the Netherlands, the EU, that we need to transition to what they call just power. Okay, you know what just power means in my view? Mm -mm. That we need to transition from having, you know, full power to having just no power. Um, you know, and, and, and you, you're causing a whole lot of people yeah, in, that live in this country a huge amount of suffering as a result. Yeah. So, you know... Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm actually fuming about this. I don't know what to say. Black Knight? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought, I thought the vaccines were, were the end of like getting very, very furious. But this is, is, is literally, literally, literally close to home with all of this. And, and obviously it is, so it is a political thing because Becky was a very, very important, um, thing when in 98 because from then i'm listening to 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 the people who know these things from then well for uh, skipping two years after is just catching up so so just having just having becky there and him saying no to that white arm to that to the to the white paper that was given and he didn't sign it two years later we were already in a back foot and that's all that was needed for deterioration to start and just imagine from then till now and now we we already in a dwang and we're listening to all we were listening to we haven't heard from our our president because he's i don't know if he's he's landed today or not um but he's he, he's here he's still going to speak and tell us what 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 how he's gonna solve even though we know we know there's nothing he can do well if if you're doing climate change he's gonna solve nothing <laughs> yes and that's for for us for us that's how we we, we know that because we we not we not learn it that much with the whole grids and all of that but be, be before that we knew that he's not gonna solve anything um but 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 and then we're listening to other to, we're listening to the opposition parties they're not coming up with any solutions in fact they 
they playing along with the whole thing so so yeah i'm listening to the uh, to, to 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 the to the da uh the demo democratic alliance um the opposing party of the anc so i'm listening to them and they they saying the same thing the anc is saying it's just that i don't know they saying it in a fancy way like we were watching we were watching one thingy from from the leader of the da with pastor gavin john steinhazen and then i was saying that their setup is cooler than the anc you know <laughs> that i think that's where they get it right they more charming with their stuff but one thing for sure i do see what pastor was saying to me the whole time these guys will push this thing like quickly like very very quick so so far i don't like the anc but thank god for the anc so far <laughs> <laughs> and then in 2016 um this is a news article from may 2016 um zuma said we will never have load shedding again and <laughs> um he's basically spoke about the fact that he met with escom and he met with saa and they came up with plans and a program where by the end of 2016 we would not face any load shedding in the country and these are his words i have come i have come to see how we are doing receiving reports about what is happening might not tell the whole story anyone can write a report i was saying to your management earlier i was saying to your management earlier that i am now aware that we are close to finishing a year without load shedding i tell people that we are not going to have it any more those are very bold words to say um so what are your thoughts on that the fact that he was very confident i mean they even said uh zuma referenced a presentation that he said gave him confidence and he said, even though I did not go to any school, I understood it. Speaking about mm. whatever they spoke about, <laughs> they, it was very uh, articulate. I wanted to run out in the street and say, we have won. And I am told that soon we, have, we will have surplus energy to sell. So he was really confident. This article really brought out a very confident, um, sorry, very confident Zuma, Jacob Zuma, then president. Yeah, look, I'd be interesting to I'd be interested to know what the stats were of load shedding after he made that speech in 2016. Yeah, you know, up until the end of 2017, when uh, you know um, Soroma became the president of the ANC, and then in was it in 2018 they kicked Jacob Zuma out of office. Mm -hmm. So I'd be very curious to know, um, you know, how much load shedding there was until he left office. Mm. Because uh, soon after Ramaphosa took, took office as the president of South Africa, um, he put Andre de Reiter, who's the current CEO, in. And I believe that Andre de Reiter, although it's not official, I believe behind the scenes, he probably had the mandate to implode Eskom. Yeah. So that they could start transitioning to green energy. Because you know we promised that solar and wind can, can do it. That's mm -hmm. what we were promised. But they're lying. Yeah. It's not true. And uh, so I think Andre the Reiter was listening at first until earlier this year they started blaming him. Mm. And when they started blaming him, um, he started coming out with the truth. Mm. He started speaking the truth about what the problem is. Mm. Now, any, any person that does any sort of research on this knows this is a political problem mm. where they have not allowed the technical people to do a technical job. And I'll tell you where it started. Mm. It started with the whole transformation initiative in about 1996. When they, when they let masses of the engineers go because they were white mm. and they replaced them with inexperienced black engineers. Mm. And you didn't need to do that. 
Um, the thing is, if, if that allowed the utility to grow the way it needed to grow, they could have continued to furnish the country with cheap energy. That's number one. And number two, over time, because of the, the growth in the economy, because the economy is being constrained by ESCOM. I mean, we've lost our steel manufacturing capability, and a big part of that is because of power. Mm. Um, now, if, if that allowed this thing to grow, uh, you, 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 you were going to have to train more and more people. There just weren't going to be enough white people. That's just the reality, mm. okay? And over time, the whole thing would sort it out. I mean, uh, I'll give an example of why I say this would have worked out. Uh, by now, you would have still, you would have had a lot of black engineers, mm. but you would have had a top quality black engineers. Mm. All right? We, we, we don't have that mm. yet. We're still lacking that. Oh, they sell them. If we get them, they sell them to the to, to, no, to no, the they countries sell themselves. abroad. They sell themselves. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And they, they, you need to choose people for that that are patriotic. That are going to be willing to work for a little bit less because they love South Africa. Yeah. That's what you need yeah. to find. That's what we, we need, yeah. And a lot of the white guys working at Eskom, but there's black guys as well. Yeah. The guys that are still there are patriotic. And those are the kind of people you need to build into. So, um, you know, so they started they started destabilizing Eskom already in 1996. Um, and... Uh, Unfortunately, whether it's the DA, the EFF, any of the other parties in South Africa, none of them want to solve the problem mm. because the problem is rooted in the climate change agenda. Mm. And until you reverse the climate change agenda, the politicians are not going to allow the technical guys at ESCOM to fix technical problems because mm. it's not, it, it goes against their policy. Yeah. Black Knight? Um, I just, just want to go back to the whole thing with the. Um, removing of the board and all of that i what i believe sh- the people that should be removed is the advisors the the the, the people that advise you cannot tell you should garden. be removed <laughs> who should be removed the members of parliament <laughs> 400 of them should be fired <laughs> yes, no seriously definitely that, that's my opinion i mean those 400 people have caused so many problems in this country yeah. But we still need them to lead no, no, the next generation. You want to fire and replace. find people what, who no, no. don't know nothing. If you want to, f- you're telling me we can't find 400 good people. Who know the, who Africa. know, who know, who know, who know no, what dude, to do for South Africa. Dude. They don't know what to do for South Africa. <laughs> they put in the worst laws in. <laughs> I think the, it's the, on the, These same guys who are, who have tabled on, on the parliament floor. Hmm. The climate change bill. This year, these same guys. Okay, and it's those policies that are putting Eskom where it is. It's those policies that are busy destroying Cecil. Yeah. These same guys, we've got these same big mouths on our same fire Eskom. Yeah. I'm telling you now, you're telling me we can't find 400 good people who, who are knowledgeable enough and understand enough that would do a 10 times better job than what these guys are doing. You're crazy, man. Okay. There's plenty of them. The, the country's flooded with them. I mean, let's just start with Mohueng Mohueng. He'd do a better job in Parliament than what all 400 of those members are doing, as far as I'm concerned. The previous Chief Justice. Yeah. No, he'll say the right stuff. He'll come out and say, this is a problem at Eskom. We need to revoke climate change. Okay, he, he, will, he will do great with the laws because he, he knows, he knows. The but there's a lot of them. Okay. I, I mean, these guys are bought and paid for by someone. <laughs> yes, that's the problem. Yeah. Because that's what so I'm saying. Supply them. <laughs> And put people with character in that cannot be bought and paid for. Yeah. Because, I mean, your average, you've got a lot of bright people. Your average bright person in South Africa is not going to sit down 
and call the you know very senior skilled resources of Eskom buffoons. They can listen to them, and they're going to do what they say. And this country, people, you know, one of the one of the things I hear amongst white people, oh, they can't build new power stations at Eskom because they stole all the money. That's garbage. It's absolute rubbish. Yeah. This country's got more than enough, uh, you know, opportunity to to build power stations. Yeah. But even can I tell you what Jacob Zuma wanted to do? He wanted to build nuclear power stations with Russia, but the Russian government would have owned the power stations. Yeah. No, and, and, and that's it's a strategic like, resource. And because and and one thing you you see with that, if you dive deep into it, is that they haven't even used um um that 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 source of power in Russia themselves. So we were actually like a testing case. They were going to come and build here to see how everything is going to work. The Africans are the guinea pigs again. Like just imagine and then Zuma comes out to say we're never going to have a problem. Uh, when I dived into this I was like what no no ways. And another thing with a nuclear but if we honest about it okay maybe in 19 what was it 19 what was it with the nuclear program when they came okay maybe then i was not even born then maybe <laughs> those people were capable of, no, of no, taking Kuberg, care Kuberg, taking taking care of the nuclear i think Kuberg is if if not if it's not the top nuclear power station in the world it's one of the top but Kuberg, they the workers they are, are already like that you know what i mean so you know in south africa we lack that we 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 it, just imagine ESCOM people are you, hand, you, handling are handling you, are you telling nuclear. me you're telling me that with the right funding and with the right leadership we can't replicate it we don't but have no 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 but you train them you train them yeah it will probably take you 10 years no if that if i i i, I vote for look, that you i vote for look, that we, we've but got, not now that we yeah, use if nuclear we start, now if we have, that's dangerous if the politicians allow the right things to happen now yeah you got a 10-year disaster okay okay <laughs> okay yeah no no that that's and and the more they carry on talking about wind and solar <laughs> yeah that that's a, that's we amazing. probably wherever we start we're 10 years away from fixing the problem so I, I i i disagree with everything that was said there and i and i <laughs> what i wanted to say he said it in short yeah yes yeah, so yeah. we'd rather have that 10 years of problem and build people le- um train them and all of them and make them stay here and don't um open up opportunity not not in a bad way but don't put um overseas opportunities forth to them like you go overseas and you know what i mean because people can will, i cannot be honest leave. with you they can, I, can i tell you my opinion eh? Yes. If we have a government that starts doing the, the, the right stuff, we're going to be turning people away. Sure. People from all over the world are going to want to live here. Sure. Okay, our guys are not going to leave. If you've got a proper government, and, and I'm not saying ANC. Yeah. I'm saying 400 members of parliament. <laughs> okay, now they all need to be changed yeah. just about. True. Okay. Yeah, if, true. We have a proper, if we have a proper representation in parliament, yeah. all right, which that's what we need, people will be flocking here. Yeah. All those people that left will be moving back <laughs> within 10 years. That would be so good. <laughs> so now we are sitting in 2022. So we've looked from 1994 all the way through to 2016. And we are sitting in 2022. And there are only two ways out of this. <laughs> Literally, that there's only two ways out of this. One of them is candles. It, <laughs> it will only Thanks. get worse Can to I tell get you a worse. Joke? Yeah. What did South Africa have before candles? I'm probably not going to get this one. Electricity. <laughs> that was fame. <laughs> 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 
Пасто феноман топ ми е. Вен историята лайчери. So speaking about the climate change and whatever, if you go in that route, as South African stuff, we'll get it will get worse. No getting better. So it will get worse to get worse. That is the one option. And if we actually go with the nuclear power or actually do what ESCOM is asking to be done and stuff like that, it will get worse, but it will get better. Like you said, the 10 years of problems and then it will get better after that if we, if we, go, uh, if we do according to what ESCOM has in plan or, or whatever and stuff like that. So, but looking at the meetings that have been happening in New York and um, people that are calling the shots with the governments in South Africa and stuff like that, it looks like we're going with the first, which is... Disastrous. Yes, it's very disastrous. Look, they might chicken out. The government might, might get scared. Um, I mean, Ramaphosa was supposed to be at the General Assembly of the United Nations. Yeah. And he cuts short his trip to come back. Yeah, but now here's my concern. If you look at the the speech that uh, Stine Hazen gave. No, no, I'm not interested in him. He's not the government. <laughs> the, you see, but the, the, it was the very convincing in a sense. Obviously not for me because you, you listen to what he says like, yeah, no. But then a lot of people will hear that and they'll hear, oh, yeah, it's climate change. I don't change think a majority and, will. And, and I, think, I think one thing that makes him lose there, one thing I picked up is bringing people from outside yes he didn't spe- specifically say what does yeah, it mean by outside you know what i mean because he can change and be like no by outside i meant out of escom you know what i mean but one thing for sure people people won't buy that especially if it's anything that has to do with outside of south africa that's 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 like putting off the people of, of south africa if you tell them no let's bring people from doesn't matter where right now us or or especially not from the uk please if they from the uk south africans will shoot you for saying that so that's i think i think that that's that that's what yeah that's what's gonna put most south africans off with 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 what what he was saying And can i tell yeah. you what irritates me about that um why do we always have to bring people from outside yeah yeah i mean Whether it's coal, whether it's coal generation, and and if you're saying from outside, you're bringing back people that used to be in Eskom. Yeah, I'll support that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, top 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 quality people. Yeah. But we've got enough people that can train people. As long as you put them under the right leadership. Mm. Um. You know, why do we need the people from outside? Yeah, we don't. I mean, you'll, you'll take a person here and a person there, maybe, but... <coughs> but, 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 but not to large. oversee, like Sten Hazen was saying. No. Sten Hazen was like, this person must oversee. Like, they must be the headhunter. Yeah, the, which, the UN. Which, yeah, we already know what he They're means. They're going to destroy it. That, I mean, yeah. we stopped the, 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 the nuclear energy program because we were overseen by the atomic the International Atomic Energy Agency. Sure. So, you, you know, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Um... <coughs> At least there's a fight within the ANC yeah. about this matter. Yeah. I think Gwedi Mantashi, he's doing. He's been saying we have to build coal-fired yeah. power stations. Yeah. So he's, he's yeah. the only politician I hear that's saying that. Yeah. So none of the rest of them have credibility. And did you hear how Stian Hazen wants him out? Like, make sure, the COO, make sure that he's out. But he knows because he's sticking with, with, the, with, with, with what we have. And what we have is coal. We can't be out here searching for stuff we don't have to try and fix this solution mm. yeah so for me 
um that, that, that right now what's happening it's not the best situation that we could be in but obviously yeah like you like you're saying yeah query mantashe is at least there, there's a fight at least that, that that's that's what we we all we all banking on right now so yeah in galatians 6 verse 7 to 9 it says do not be deceived god cannot be mocked a man reaps what he sows whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh um they will reap destruction whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life uh, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up so that's just a biblical perspective on the whole thing what you sow you reap so if you sow in action you reap a disaster mm. and that's both in the spiritual sense and in the you know the governmental sense or the power utility sense mm. so my advice to the politicians what you sow you reap and we're now reaping the bad decisions of the past and so going into the future if we want to improve the future we need to start sowing now in the difficult times and doing the right things and then um, we'll get somewhere yeah so this has been the political so that's also show. a picture for life eh? for life eh? yeah <laughs> if you sow to the flesh lights out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That has been the political show right here on Active FM. Where radio has never been better. I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs. And with me in studio we have Gavin Insulin, Pastor Gavin Insulin, and the Black Knight. The Black Knight, right here on the political show where Christ politics is hot politics. Hot politics. All the choices you made, did you make them again? Look what you're listening to. Of course you of do. Course you of course you do. Follow us on all social media platforms and engage with us. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. This is Ready On Demand. What you want, when you want it. It's Active FM. Active FM, the Netflix of radio, but better. But better. But better.